Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Culture and Conservation. I'm Michaela. I'm Morgan. And this is a podcast where we talk about all things culture and all things conservation because we're trying to make conservation more culturally relevant. That's all of it. Okay. <laughs> Always trying to remember. Oh, I forgot about the thing. Okay. So we're back today um, as a little bit of continuation-ish of last week's episode. Um, well, not last week. That was like two weeks ago now. Um, the last episode um, where we talked about giving up densities um, and how nature often gives up, gives up and how we can learn that lesson. Setting boundaries is what it's all about. And we left off talking about romantic relationships and so Morgan just really she really has this on her heart oh, she just has don't look at me that okay. way because I'm it's on your heart no I'm on your heart. heart but I feel like you feel way more strongly about it than I do as far as like getting our message out there um you you are not gonna let another episode go by without us talking about this so don't even I mean I felt like it was a perfect opportunity and then you and I had a follow-up conversation about some things right and we both came to a mutual decision everybody don't hurt for you yeah no it was that, mutual that this conversation is needed at this time okay yes so um so without further ado Morgan why don't you just you know lead the people in since no, we, I mean, yeah, it was your sermon last week, so let's just go. usher the saints in. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. So picking up from last week's um episode, like Michaela said, it was about giving up density. Nature gives up sometimes, and it's okay for us to do the same thing. You know, negotiating your time and your energy, where you're spending your energy, how much energy you're giving, how how much you're receiving. And we talked about how that can be translated in work relationships, in friendships, and family relationships, but also romantic relationships. And we mm-hmm. we ran out of time. So we said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to it because that's really why y'all here. That's really why y'all here. Y'all want to hear the tea. Y'all want to hear the kikis and the ha-has. And we're here to give that to you. Yes. So this, this sermon, okay, is going to be titled Bird Behavior. Are you Bird giving... <laughs> I'll That's use for a subject today, bird behavior. <laughs> the sermon is <laughs> bird behavior. And this is, again, this is a conversation that like we tie culture, we tie conservation, nature, and all of those things together. So this is a conversation where we're going to, we're going to do just that. And I want y'all to know that at some point in this conversation, you may feel judged, but you are not. Why would they feel judged, girl? Because some of the things we're going to talk about may make some of the saints feel a little judged. Oh, but we're not judging nobody. Yeah, we're not judging. It's a safe space. We're just here to speak. It's a safe it. space. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking from some personal experiences. So this is not a judgment. It's a safe space. We're just trying to get into it. So what do we mean by bird behavior? Why are we even talking about that today? So it is springtime now. All right. It's we're recording this on the second day of April, year 2022. It's spring. The birds are out. The bees are out. Just a couple of announcements. Pollinators are friends. Don't swap bees. Don't swap wasps, please. And thank you. Let's try to try not to do that. But 
the sun's out, things are coming to life. You see birds chirping and singing and all these things, right? And Michaela and I talk about this all the time, how we were already, you know, women that loved being women and thought that women were great and thought that women really, you know, should just rule the world. <laughs> we, already, we already felt that way. Um, but when we took a class in undergrad called ornithology, which is the study of birds, mm-hmm. it just further solidified some things. About women specifically. About women or females, female birds, but yes. women. It just further, you know, further pressed the point that the girls run the world and that it's okay to be a bird. And some of y'all are like, what she mean? What does it mean? This is a conversation for all people. This is a conversation for, for all women. But I specifically want Black women to be on the front pews for this one. I want y'all on the front pews. I want you to have your programs and tell your us why you Tell us why, Morian. Because this conversation, Michaela, because I feel like, and I could be wrong, probably not, mm-hmm. that as a Black woman, of 27 years and you are a black woman of 26 years all right (laughs) we talk about dating and relationships our experiences the experiences of other black women that we know what we see on tv media all of that Mm -hmm. and i feel like this conversation about standards about how women are expected to navigate in relationships how we are expected to set boundaries and standards or not expected to set boundaries and standards. That's a conversation that I, I really want Black women to, to have. And I really want us to feel comfortable with having that conversation and that conversation transforming some things. So by that, I mean, hopefully by the end of this conversation, you all, and this is for everybody, understand that the girls in nature, the birds, the female birds, the does, the female deers, they don't run up after nobody's man. They don't run up after no man. Okay, let me just add a little clarification point. Just, I think I understand what you're saying, but I don't, I'm not sure if it's coming across. It's about how a lot of the times, women in general, but we've seen it more so with, you know, happening to Black women, where we're told our standards are too high if we're expecting someone to you know meet us at our same level wherever we are in life it's like oh your standards too high your standards too high but they have no problem meeting the standards of someone else so yeah so this is about obviously barring anything ridiculous um Mm -hmm. keep your standards where you want them ladies basically right so let's let's talk about what that looks like in nature let's use let's use birds for example so birds are funny y'all I just want y'all to know birds that. are hilarious like I just I really like want y'all to take some time and just YouTube like birds because it's hilarious like and observe them like their actions are hilarious and you probably see it now you've probably seen two birds that look like they're arguing with each other right fighting each other they probably those are males those are males and the person or the one, the individual that they're arguing over is a female that's somewhere around. She probably sitting up in the tree watching the whole thing play out. And she is unbothered because <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with her. She is unbothered because in the natural world, it is the, it's the males that compete with one another. 
to mm-hmm. obtain mates to obtain females right mm-hmm. and of course in the natural world versus in humans there's some there's some differences there are some nuances there's to what drives us to mate but if you just look at it at the basics the males go out they obtain some resources they get them some territory territory is defined we're gonna do some definitions today oh. territory is defined as anything that an individual protects all right and defends so territory can be habitat it can be resources it can be mates like that that's an example of territory so the girls are out here having a hot girl summer and spring and they're looking at the guys right like okay what you got what you got do you have can you build a nest yeah you know like how how good is your song like they're measuring all of these things if you all have ever observed birds specifically you'll notice that the most brightly colored birds the ones that have the beautiful plumage and feathers those are the males and to your point about the singing I mean I don't know about y'all that are listening but before I took that ornithology class most of my life I thought that it was I just assumed that it was the females bird the female bird singing Mm -hmm. the birds you hear singing are males y'all um there are some female birds that sing but by and large it's the male birds Mm -hmm. and they're doing it to attract mates all a part of their mating behavior they are out here yes like serenading the girls hitting hitting the usher falsetto hiders like they are doing that to let the girls know i am ready i'm ready to mate i'm i'm ready like if you're looking for a guy choose me you make me leave the one i'm with like this is a pageant okay is a pageant yeah and they happily line up ha- happily line up to do this but like Michaela was saying guys are the ones that are singing most of the time right they're the ones with the bright colorful uh feathers and and plumage that is to attract mates all of that is communication that says I have good genes right I'm healthy I I can hunt I can gather food I can gather resources I can maintain those resources that I have amassed right and also, I have good genes, which means that if you mate with me, then our offspring are going to have good genes and they're going to grow up and, and they're going to they're going to survive and they're going to mate and, and they're and so forth and so on. That's fitness. That's how fitness is measured. Right. Mm-hmm. Your ability to get your genes into the next generation. So the guys are lining up. I'm going to take an example of sage grouse. Oh, yes, I love, I love. Sage grouse are like little chickens. That's what they look like. Yeah, they're pretty. They they like, they like chickens, but with a little bit more embellishment. All right, just Google a sage grouse. And they do this thing called lecking. Lecking is when the males all gather during the season. They gather to this specific spot and area and they walk around and they puff their chest out do a little dance do a little song like it's a whole like it's a whole choreographed eight count like it's really cool actually. like kickball chain shuffle full-on choreography like the girls are not playing okay and they do this while the females watch them and the females are watching and they're paying attention they're taking note of who has the best you know dance and strut and all of that and then they choose they choose from the observation. Oh, I'm getting there. They choose who they want to mate with. The opera. The important word here 
if you are taking notes, I want you to circle the word choose. <laughs> if you're listening to this with a friend, I want you to turn to your neighbor. Oh my gosh. And I want you to repeat after me that the females choose. That's the whole, that's the whole thing here. I really could wrap it up, but I'm not. We we really could. I mean, we're gonna get really a little bit more, but th- that's it right that's there. The females choose their mates. And yeah. that implies a lot of different things. But the important part, and me and Michaela can both attest to this, that when we're taking that class, ornithology, and then some other wildlife classes as well. That part specifically, I remember when our professor said the females choose what that echoed in me as a young woman, power. Oh, yes. You have power. You know why you have the power? Because you have the eggs. Yes. And according to natural selection, you are very important to the grand scheme of fitness. Okay. Yeah. So when we, if we go back to our last conversation about giving up, letting things go, negotiating space, setting your boundaries, setting your oh, I was about to praise run. I was about to praise run. I almost forgot I can't take this mic with me, but that's real. Like setting your boundaries. What are your boundaries? What are the things that you need? or the things that you don't need? What are the things that trigger you, right? Mm-hmm. How are you communicating that with a romantic partner? How are you communicating that with a man? Mm-hmm. Are you communicating that? And me and Kylie, you know, we talked about this before. As Black women, especially in media, we are oftentimes not given examples of healthy relationships, of healthy romantic relationships, mm-hmm. of healthy love. And that impacts you from the music you listen to, what you watch from TV, like that impacts you growing up. That impacts you as you go out into the world and start dating because there is an expectation placed on you by other people right. that there are no expectations, that there are no standards. And then, like Michaela said earlier, when you when you implement those, you receive criticism. Right. When you don't have standards, you receive criticism. Right. And, like and you know what, and that and that's the mm, that's, that's the part it. right that's there. That's the one. Whether you do or you don't, it's it's almost a, if you do, you, you're in a bad place. If right. you don't, you just like you can't win for losing. Exactly. But what I want to tell you, I want to encourage y'all in the spirit today, in the word. <laughs> And I want you again, look to nature. Nature's a great, nature is a great reminder of some things. Female birds, female animals do not care if they are called a gold digger because they expect for this man that's over here singing to them loud and proud to be able to provide a nest. Yes. To be able to bring them some worms Ooh. while they sitting on these eggs. I have a good example of that. Um, Come on. Come on. I can't remember if all birds do this, so you'll have to correct me. The extra pair copulations. Oh, baby. Now, now, when they're not ready for this, they're they're not like when it it sounds like cheating, but like in nature, it's not. It's not just hear us out. 
yeah it's Seriously. not so when um i'm trying to remember what specific instances it occurs where the female bird has one specific mate or whatever or suppose supposedly there the, the male bird is going out to find the resources or whatever but then they decide that they see another male bird that's presenting better fitness mm-hmm. and they're like well i'm just gonna mate with this bird is that the situation i can't remember it's been so long yeah so so basically think of it like a female bird trying to increase the genetic um competitiveness of her fitness of her clutch of her offspring so at the beginning of the mating season and and birds do things differently depending on their species like some birds mate for life some birds only mate for a four season and they go on about the business right some birds build a nest together like they physically build a nest together that's a part of their mating um ritual but some birds what happens is maybe at the beginning of the season the girl is like you know what i'm gonna go with let's billy bob over here tyrone I'm a, you know, I'm gonna go with Tyrone, okay? No, Tyrone is probably the better choice. Okay, so we're gonna go with okay. So Billy Bob is is bird A, and then she Tyrone started out is, with is bird B. Okay, so she started out with Billy Bob. They got them a little nest over on Sycamore Lane. All right, and it's going great. It's cute or whatever, but there may be something you know going on maybe maybe billy bob ain't been bringing no worms back as much as he's he's you know did before or maybe she's just not feeling it and by not feeling it you know i'm trying not to use as many scientific terms she may hear tyrone over over on the next branch you know down the corner over on uh, on maple drive mm-hmm. and she may hear tyrone singing a good song she may see okay tyrone's feathers are a little a little more or bright uh, tyrone's feathers are brighter than billy Bob's. tyrone's song is a he can hold that note for longer he is more indicators maybe more resources or like you said yeah. earlier more genetic more ge- more genetic and more indicators right th- due to his song his his look phenotype mm-hmm. all of that that he would be a better genetic mate well she already then signed her her and billy bob and signed this lease already they're just social mates that's like the that's the technical scientific right like term. she didn't already moved in her stuff there's too much like they not resigned his lease they got a year you know like <laughs> they can't break it into the end of the season you know it's just too much it's too much and Billy Bob would be a good dad. Like he could bring some worms. Like he can do that. So, oh girl, I, we ain't gave her a name. Oh girl, Simone, Simone. I like it. Simone says, "You know what? I'm gonna go over here and see what Tyrone's talking about." I believe, you know, Tyrone, I believe he can get my genes to the next generation because Tyrone is singing to to her like to, Tyrone is is been trying she's like you know what I'm just I'm gonna just see what you about and so her and Tyrone may come to an arrangement and by an arrangement I mean they may mate mm-hmm. and that's it and that's it and then Tyrone flies away and he go on down to um to Cherry Oak uh, Lane okay mm-hmm. he go on down to the next the next county over the next trio and and they don't talk no more well billy bob she got she got she got eggs now so she gotta have a nest she gotta put these (laughs) in 
Bob and her, they just come to the ranch. Yeah. And she has, she lays the eggs and they, you know, she sits on the hatch and Billy Bob raises them because he's a great dad. Mm-hmm. He's a great dad. And that is important. So he takes on the parental responsibility, the paternal responsibility of raising. Right. So let me let me let me bring us back in because I don't want the people to think we're encouraging that specific bird behavior. But to Morgan's point earlier, it's just that female birds are out to shameless. Yeah, they are shameless. They are out to make sure they get their genes to the next generation. Now, how they go about that sometimes may be a little questionable, but the point is they still have choice, and that's what Morgan is emphasizing here. But I just thought the extra pair copulation was like, you know, that's something an interesting. Know. And and bit. hey, and some some of the people listening here may be engaged in some extra pair copulations. Ain't got none. That ain't that ain't my business. Y'all take that up in family court and family therapy. But you know what? At least in nature, the extra pair copulations are somewhat of a mutual. It's a mutual understanding here. But don't copy everything nature does. That's the point. Right. You know, y'all, y'all know, y'all not stupid. Right. But yeah, it's like talking about standards and things. I'll give another example. Owls. Owls are fun fact, owls are my favorite bird. Michaela knows this. I have owl mugs out i love owls okay i love an owl barn owls and i i believe that different owl species is but barn owls what what they'll do is the male because they nest in like um hollows cavities trees what what they'll do is the male will set up a a nest basically Mm -hmm. he'll set up a home kind of like an open house and the female that he has been courting right he she will he will open this house and be like come in check it out see see how you, you like can be it. you know you like it and she she goes around and she inspects and she looks and and all of that and if she if she likes it if she feels that that is a good place for her and her future offspring then they can come to an arrangement but if if it ain't hitting on nothing she gonna fly away and does she ever come back in the example that I saw, it worked out. How did so it they work came out? to an arrangement? Oh, okay, okay. Like she, like she accepted it. She agreed. But with my knowledge of birds, and I'm not a bird expert, I would say if they fly away, they probably don't come back. That's what I was thinking. But I've never, I didn't know that about barn owls. So, yeah, and, I saw okay. that. I saw that. I saw that. Um, I was watching like a little video. And I was like, it's either barn owls or barred owls, but it's an owl species. And I think that they all do that. The point is, different animals have different mechanisms like that, different species, like where females have power, they have choice, they have agency to say, this is or is not going to work for me. This situation, we're going to talk about situationships in a minute. And can you repeat that word, agency? agency yes agency all right that's what this whole episode is about female agency circle that word too circle that circle that word too highlight it if you need to that they have the agency to say this is or is not going to work for me these are my conditions Mm -hmm. these are the terms of agreement you either meet them exceed them or you don't and then i have the right i reserve the right to to reject this and move on 
Right. And they are not judged. They're not begrudged by it. You know what happens? There's a response. There's a call and response. And the response of the male, if he really wants it, he's going to go, he's going to figure it out. Or, or some males will sit out during mating seasons. If they know that they are not, they, you know, sometimes you look, you look around and you look at your resources. Like I'm not where I need to be. I'm looking a little dusty. I'm looking a little dusty. <laughs> my antlers ain't where they need to be. My, my feathers are a little dull. A little dull. I'm not taking care of myself. I can't take care of something else. I'm not even going to go out here and try it. I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to get together. some things together. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to get some things together so that the next season, I'm going to come out and it's I'm going to be ready to go. I'm a, I'm cuz I don't want to waste nobody's time. Oh. I don't want to waste nobody's time and I don't want to waste my So, cuz we here for a purpose. So, I'm going right. to sit I'm going to sit out. I'm going to sit down. Wow. Mm. Because I know that I cannot provide what needs to be needs to be provided for in order for me to achieve the fitness that I want, right? To have yeah. offspring that can grow up and have their own offspring right because again people it's all about survival of the fittest it is and so the girls the girls inspect they walk around and they look because it's just like in humans a lot of what men do and we're talking about men who are attracted to women and want to have relations with women they do it for women they do it for women's attention Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing in nature these males are doing these things because they want to attract like the lacking behavior they lacking behavior. The, the all of do that. Do a little dance, show off. Do a little dance, sing a song, right? Behaviors that say I'm the guy. I have what you need. I have what you want. Come see about me sometime. Like they do that. They do that, and they do it because they want a female. And the females know this. And Some again, it goes back. And it goes back to agency, right? That mm-hmm. they know that they have the choice. They know that, and nobody begrudges them for that. Nobody tells them, oh, girl, you asking for too much because nobody's going to tell a female deer, a doe. No book is going to tell a doe, you asking for too much because you want some blackberries over here. That's what she like to eat. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to eat. So if you don't have blackberries in your patch and in your territory, and you know that this doe that you like, you see her snacking on blackberries all the time, you need to go find an area with some blackberries. Because that's what she like. that's what she like to eat. You ain't got no tall grass. Where am I hide the baby? Like, these are things that happen in the natural world all the time. And like I said, the agency, the power to choose is present in front of us in nature. So we talk about that. We talk about respect and standards and how, like I said, for a lot of Black women, we are just not allowed and encouraged to to do that because we are told we're asking for too much. Right. And what happens sometimes is that women stop asking Mm. because they feel like well if I ask I'm gonna get criticized for Mm -hmm. it so why don't I just stop asking I just start asking people start to settle 
And this is where we like Michaela, this is where people start to settle like dust. Don't be like dust. Don't be no, like I didn't dust. say that. Does dust not settle? No, it does, but I didn't say that. And That's again, funny. this is not this is not this is not a judgment. Because I can talk to you, I can speak to you as somebody who has settled in her life. And it was not fun. And I made some choices, okay? And and observing nature helped me to do that. But she took back her power. You know, I took back my power, my agency. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're settling today, you can unsettle today. Choose to unsettle. Today. Choose to disrupt. Okay? Emphasis on the word choose. All right? So let's talk about how people settle. Michaela, do you want to talk about how people settle? Do you, do you have any examples of how people settle? Would you like to give that a word? Not to off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure as we keep talking, something will spark. Okay. I want to hear what you have to say. Go ahead. So, so for instance, you know, we heard of, we've heard of situationships. Situationships are are on the rise. All right, people are more and more people are saying yes. Let's be in a situationship, and I, I don't, think, I don't think it's that explicit, but it, it does. But you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. people date casually, meet somebody, maybe unexpectedly, you have some chemistry, it's cool or whatever. And instead of communicating, instead of communicating, hey, I want a relationship, you settle for a situationship you settle for something that is not really stable that doesn't have a title that does you not you can change it into something okay that does not command the same level of commitment and loyalty that you would like and that you are expecting and you're hoping that it will change but you're not communicating what you want and I'm going to give an example I'm going to tell a little story today so y'all know I work in higher education um and sometimes you know if you've ever been to college you know colleges have tons of student organizations tons of student organizations and student organizations have tons of programs from discussions bake sales whatever you want to call it well I went to an event hosted by a student organization that I was a member of when I was an undergrad and they were talking about relationships, right? Toxic behavior traits in relationships. And I was just there just to really support and observe and listen. And child, I walked up out of there. And my my heart was my heart was heavy. My heart was and I and I remember telling I told Michaela about this conversation not long after it happened. And we both sat there and was like, what is going on? So during the conversation, there were a lot of there were a few young women that made the statement or statements that similarly, you know, added up to, you shouldn't tell a guy what you want. That's what, that's what they said. They said that you should not tell a man what you want, that he should just, he has to learn you. He has to figure it out. And I just sat there and I thought about saying something, but I said, you know, maybe not because it could be received the wrong way. But as somebody who was, you know, at, at one point that age and dating in college, I understand where that comes from. I understand that a lot of it comes from. I be, I'm even guilty of doing it myself, but I also know what happens when you do that. I also know the result. 
And so they were saying, oh, you shouldn't tell God what you want. He should figure it out. You know, if you like flowers, he should figure that out and he should get them for you. That type of thing. And the poor young man in the room was so confused. <laughs> One of them, that, that poor child, he said, well, what are we supposed to do? He was so concerned. And I'm like, see, this. this I like, mean, and this that's a valid question. And that's a valid question. I'm like, see, this is not, this does not make sense. Because that also and does not happen in nature. It does not happen in nature because they make their terms very clear. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It is what it is. And one one young lady, her response or explanation to that or justification for that uh, logic or mindset was, you know, if you tell God what you want, then he's going to do it, not because he wants to, but because he just told you to. And then I said, in my mind, I was like, oh, okay. So what is happening is you're using a not so great parameter to measure a man's intention mm-hmm. or care. Now, I'm going to say this, and this is not a judgment. This is a safe space. And this is something that I can say from experience, from having fallen and bumped my head a few times where dating is concerned. If you really want to know how a man feels about you, just don't have sex with him. That's <laughs> I was I trying to know, where are you going with this? That's, that's what I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to say. Is if you really want to know if, if this young man likes you or not, like if he is serious, if he is around for, you know, a good time, or if he is around because he really likes you and wants to get to know, just don't have sex with him. Because they will show you how they feel if they don't get sex. It just is. It's the quickest way. Quickest to the point. You won't be confused. But what I I gathered as they continued to speak was, you know that. You're not communicating what you want because you know that it's a possibility that if you set your standards, right? You set your standards and stick to them that he, right, this young man, whatever, Mm. is probably going to fold like a cardboard box. And that's fine. Let him be gone. And that's that's fine. But then you know that if he does that, you have to make a choice. Right. You either got to stay or you got to fly away. You got to stay, you got to walk away. And I say fly away. (laughs) Fly away. (laughs) But that's difficult to do when you like somebody. I know I get it. I get right. it. But so taking so, lessons from the ladies of the sky, the birds, fly away. Fly away. So what I what I got from that conversation was if you cannot communicate what you want, right? What it is you truly want, then you also can't communicate your boundaries. And Ooh. that that's a bad that's a, that's not a good step that's a step in the right then di- the wrong direction that's a bad you'll never know you're giving up density you'll never know so you can't even say what i was hearing was i cannot ex- articulate what i want because i either don't know or i don't know what my boundaries are right and if you can't articulate that you can't articulate your boundaries and then we've got a whole a whole setup for a very terrible, terrible situation is about to occur. Because if you cannot communicate your boundaries and, and make those plain, then people are going to trample all over them, right? Like Michaela said, you're not going to, you're giving up density is not going to be identified to you. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to probably give more than you get. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be at an energy deficit. And that is not fun. It's not a good that is not good. You're going to be at an emotional deficit. So what I want to say to the girls is, 
having standards is important, right? It keeps you from settling like the birds, the girls of, like Michaela said, the girls of the sky. Mm-hmm. You fly away, you walk away from things that don't work for you. For you. But it also instills a level of accountability. Mm-hmm. And this, again, is not a judgment. I'm saying this, like we're having this conversation because I want to see the girls thrive. I want to see Black women thrive. I want to see us do well. I want to see us be loved and loved and be healthy and all of that. But we need to have a conversation and be real about the fact that culturally, socially, we do not get the opportunity to set standards, to Mm -hmm. have standards without consequence. But that does not mean that you should not have them. Yep. Right? Period. You know, there, there may be a guy that you like, but you know he ain't worth nothing. And he knows too, and he ain't got it to give, right? And you know that there's a possibility that if you hold him to the standards that you have set, he will fold like a cardboard box. He won't even make it past the first 24 hours, okay? Then you have again, we're back to the we're back to choice. We're back to the choice here. You can choose to use that knowledge to walk away, set your boundaries, walk away because you know that person's not gonna measure up. Mm-hmm. Or you could choose to ignore that, not communicate your boundaries, not communicate your standards, and take whatever it is you're given, hoping that you can turn that straw into gold. And wind up in an energy deficit, like you said. And wind up in an energy deficit that looks like a 10-year relationship. And you know what happens and to animals right. that get in energy deficits? They die. Exactly. They die. They, it's, they die. They be dead. Bit with a T. And they don't rise on the third day. <laughs> they be dead. Okay? Gone. Right? So a lot of times we we die. Not physically. But every time you settle, you sacrifice a piece of yourself. You sacrifice your dignity and your respect and all of that. And you here's the thing. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, some of y'all are like, well, that's just how men are. That's how some men are. Not all men are like that. And depending on your environment, okay, that may be how a lot of the men are. You need to change environments. You need to give up. <laughs> you give, give up. up on that patch and you need to go on across the street we're gonna call it exploring new markets yes because you have reached your giving up density in that you reach your giving up density yes if, if the types of men that you like to talk to and date and entertain all have some similar things in common you then maybe you need to try something different yeah <laughs> just try something different whether that is a man from a different place, a different profession, a profession at all. <laughs> Wait, what? Whether that is a man with a different job or a job at all. Okay, sometimes. Are you, are you, we cannot encourage people to date men without jobs here. No, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes people are dating people without jobs oh wait wait a minute what like the filter needs to have employed oh okay or at least some sort of income like something legally 
preferred all right so obviously legal but you get what i'm saying like maybe you need to change something maybe you need to take out it and be like okay these type of men that date but this ain't this but i'm not getting what i need i'm not getting what i want right i'm at an energy deficit maybe you need to branch out Mm -hmm. i know some i and i'm gonna talk to the girls again my black women some of y'all a little a little afraid to branch out i get it try something different branch out to what specifically just from what you have been told is expected of you right oh okay okay if, okay. if all you've seen is struggle love oh okay so you gotta get and, a little bit more specific here friend and and, and, jo- and jody okay jody jody like brody maybe leave jody alone maybe try brody i don't know <laughs> i don't like and again i'm not saying you can't date black men but you get what i'm saying like try something funny. different Give up on the things that are not giving to you what you need and what you deserve. Give up on those things. Let it mm-hmm. go sometimes. All right. And if let we're talking go. about let it go, like Elsa said. And if we're talking about resources, right? If you're looking for a man with resources, and Michaela and I are in our late 20s, you know, we're on the other side of 25. We look fabulous though. <laughs> we do we really do i mean, I mean i'm barely on the other side of 25 but okay michaela don't rub it in okay we we are closer to 30 than we are to 20 that's right. just the reality right and both of us want to get married and have families and that's something that we desire so when you get to a certain age you start to think about things differently and put things into perspective I don't have two years to be in a situation with somebody. Mm-hmm. If I want to get married and have kids, I'm 27. In two years, I'll be 29. Like, you feel like, right? You feel what I'm saying? You need to put that into perspective. You need to put that into perspective, and you need you need to to think about that as you're dating, as you're looking for those mates. Again, practicing that agency, practicing that choice, and being empowered to know that you can make choices. Mm-hmm. And yes. People may not like them so. I'm sure there are people who have made choices that you didn't like, but they still made them. But you can't allow other people to make choices for you. That's for something you. that my dad and always told me. Yeah. So. And for your life. Exactly. So if we're talking about what types of resources can human men bring, right? Because obviously if we're talking about male birds bringing crickets and worms to the nest, well... If a male bird can go out and and face storms, weather, cats, whatever, and always come back and bring a worm to the nest for his mate, and this man can't bring you a six-piece nugget. Not a six-piece? When he passes Chick-fil-A on the way home. Oh, girl, there's my Wendy's. Just in general, right? You you get what I'm saying? Like Six-piece is the cheapest one. (laughs) <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like the effort, right? The the effort, what types of resources, what types of things make a man a good a good mate? And everybody's definition of that is is different. Right. That's for you to decide. That's for you to decide. But when we talk about resources, I know a lot of times people only look at the monetary aspect. That is a resource. We are not here to tell you that that is not a resource. Oh, yeah, that no, that's, not a, that's important. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> kindness, integrity honesty compassion 
those are also resources, right? Those are also indicators of a, of a person's ability to be a good partner, to possibly be a good parent to children. So those are things that I just, we just want to empower women to choose what is best for them and to choose those, those things as well, right? To not settle in one aspect because you feel like, oh, I can't have a man that's this and that. Yes, you can. He exists. But you cannot find that man if you are playing it small and if you up there on um, Persimmon Road with a joker. <laughs> they, can't, they can't even, you know, can't even strut right. Like, it's just, you <laughs> can't like you don't don't settle like don't don't play it small because because nature because nature doesn't right like female birds female animals they do not play it small they set their boundaries they set their terms and then the males that are that are really willing to do it go out and they make it happen and I'm gonna say this and this is for the men because I know there may be some men listening to this and they may be using this as an opportunity to wag their fingers at the girls but I want to say something wag their fingers how but okay. you know, you, you, have you met men I have but I just I don't get it but okay. but I want to say something today well let's well, let's wrap it up let's let this be it because I'm, I'm kind of sick of talking about them I know I know <laughs> an xy chromosome pair does not a man make and just like in nature, being a man does not always, or a male does not always guarantee you access to women. Or Period. Just, just because you a man and you got testosterone and you exist does not mean that you are guaranteed a mate, fitness, a woman, whatever. Or like you just said, access, because that's really that you, that's what I'm saying. Like that you just guaranteed like the access to them. Oh, I'm a man. I should just have it. No, no. That's not how that's what not how resources that you got? What resources do you have? <laughs> a nest, can you build it? Resources, can you acquire it? Territory, can you defend it? Those are the questions that are asked. Those are the boxes that need to be checked. Check. Girls do it out there all the time in, in the wild. Exactly, and they don't feel no ways about it. So, and neither should you. And neither should you. So here's the thing: wrapping it up. Choice it's a powerful thing. Agency, practice it. Boundaries you owe it to yourself to set them. Standards you owe it to yourself to have them and to maintain them. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed. Be encouraged. All right. So we hope. I hope y'all enjoyed that little conversation bird behavior get ready for the spring get ready for the summer I know y'all are getting ready to go outside and go to brunch and things like that and right. the guys will be lecking the guys will be lecking at the brunch they'll be lecking at the beach or wherever you are this spring and summer just remember choices just remember you have agents exactly and as you venture out in the spring and summer just observe observe those birds and you will see clearly the things that we're talking about you can't see it at first if it's not brought to your attention but now that you know now that you know it's going to be like screaming at you literally you are going every time you hear birds you're going to be looking like what is going on exactly so yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed that one and we will be back next time and we will talk to you soon
Bye. Bye.